Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Donut Thursdays podcast. Today, we've got a pretty packed episode. I've got kind of a a plethora of things I wanted to talk about, but I think the main topic is going to be just this discussion of of how your regular habits affect your eating and how your eating habits affect your regular habits. Um, That's something that I've been kind of processing through recently of of how um, the way that I live my life affects the way that I consume food and the way that I consume food affects the way that I live my life. Um, so yeah, other than that, I mean, we're going to be talking about kettlebell juggling, um, the triathlon that I actually didn't participate in, uh, and the, the logo. So yeah, let's, uh, let's dive right into it. Well, it is donut Thursday, so I hope that you guys have all either already enjoyed a donut or are are planning on enjoying a donut. Um, today I, I had a little bit of a mistake. So I went to the store like I usually do to get, to get donuts, um, and I, I don't go to a bakery or anything. I just go to my local grocery store or whatever. So I walked in and I, I was looking at the donuts. I, well, I grabbed the energy drink first, obviously, because because you can't have a donut without an energy drink. Otherwise, it wouldn't be um, the right way to do it. Uh, so I, I went to look at the donuts and I picked out. I, I, I always get one for my wife and, and one for myself. So I grabbed those two. And then I like was just like, ah, oh, like this one's so little. I want another one. So... <laughs> So I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get one, and I'm going to split it with my wife. So then we'll each have one and a half. I don't have to deal with the guilt of, of eating this or whatever, and she doesn't. She can just enjoy half a donut. And so without thinking, I, I grabbed one that looked really awesome, but it was it was cream-filled. And I was walking out of the store after I had paid, and I'm like, dang it, she doesn't eat cream-filled donuts. <laughs> and so I'll be honest, I, I ended up having two donuts this morning. So not not my best move, but it was they were amazing, and I feel fine. And I, yeah, am uh, planning to do some activity today. So it'll all go to, to good, good use. Um, but yeah, two donuts this morning, great way to start the day. I had a cup of coffee. I'm actually filming, uh, uh, what I eat in a day video today. So that's a great way to showcase it. So yeah, uh, let's dive into this, something else. So I actually, my, my buddy got back from, uh, overseas this last week and we were hanging out cause I just hadn't seen him in a long time. Obviously it's been a couple months. Um, and it was like the end of the night, it was like 10 PM or whatever. And he's like, Hey, uh, just, just so you're aware the donut Thursdays logo, there shouldn't be an apostrophe in Thursdays. Cause that's, that's taking ownership. Um, that's saying something belongs to Thursday. It's Thursday's donut, something like that. And I'm like, I know. Cause I, I'd heard that before and I'd like understood it before, but like, I was like, no, nobody else will notice it. If it took me this long to notice it, nobody else will, will figure it out. And so obviously he figured it out and I feel like an idiot cause, cause you know, I mean, I'm an English major, like that's what I do. So it was kind of annoying to see that somebody else had noticed that. And so, yeah, I fixed that. All the other ones, I took out the other logo from the, the previous podcast logo that it was, where it was the TSF coaching podcast, replaced all those with the donut Thursdays logos. So, um, yeah, hopefully you guys are enjoying that. But the other thing I did, so the donut holes, I don't know if you're aware of this or had listened to the other two podcasts that I released last week, um, but those are the the shorter ones that are hopefully a little bit helpful, but it's like just a quick like, hey, if you have five minutes that you're in the car and you want to listen and learn something that I've been kind of thinking about and talking about, those are just a really great solution to do so. So yeah, those are hopefully a good resource for you if you just want to want a quick thing of uh um, education or, or a quick tip to help you in your day. Um, go listen to those two donut holes. I think both of them are under 10 minutes for both. So, um, should be a pretty quick listen, but yeah, this week I actually, um, got into kettlebell juggling. So about a month ago, my sister sent me an Instagram post 
of a girl that was kettle or juggling kettlebells. So she had one kettlebell that she was just kind of throwing around and doing stuff with. And I thought it was super cool. But I'm like, nah, I can't do that. And then this weekend, we, uh, my wife and I went out of town and we went to this lake where I, I keep kettlebells there just in case I want to get some workouts in over the weekend or whatever. Um, and I was like, Hey, let's, uh, I'll, I'll just give it a shot tonight. Like, we'll see what I can do. And, and I'll start throwing them around. So I started messing around with it. And I'm like, okay, this is a really good workout. My forearms are, are dying. My biceps feel really good. So I just kind of kept doing it, um, started throwing them around and I like continued to just get a little bit better and a little bit better and started to learn a few new tricks. And, um, so yeah, it feels like a weird hobby, like skateboarding where it's like, you can get a little bit better each day, but like, it's still like not that useful in real life. Like skateboarding specifically, like it's not like a longboard where you can actually go from one place to another necessarily as quickly as you could walking or running or something like that. Um, but it's just like a fun thing to have in your tool belt. And it's a great way for me to get some extra exercise. So I've been doing that and you've probably seen it on my Instagram or, or any of my reels or anything like that. I've been posting it and I'm sure it's getting annoying, but I think the main thing that was worth emphasizing for me was just the fact that like, Hey, this is actually a really good way for me to stay active. Um, very low barrier to entry. You can buy a kettlebell for like 20 bucks at Walmart. Um, and just start throwing it around. Uh, so I thought it was a great way to like, hey, this is a great way to stay active and to to find a new hobby and a new skill. I'm always about getting new hobbies and skills that are um, beneficial to your activity and to your muscle growth because I think that's a fun way to do it. Sometimes the gym can get a little repetitive or um, it can be hard to have a desire to get in the gym every day. And so um, that's a great way for me to be like, hey, I'm going to not – not necessarily go to the gym, but I'm going to get a workout in, um, doing this kettlebell juggling. And it's crazy how exhausting it is. Like I, I haven't, I started with a 25 pound kettlebell and then I moved on to a competition size 18 pound, which looks super light, but I promise it's not. Um, but I, I moved on to that just to learn a little bit more of the tricks and, and hopefully get a little bit better at the skills before I can move on to a 25 pound competition kettlebell. But yeah, the thing is, bright pink. So it looks like a weird medicine ball that's super light. But yeah, like I said, I promise it's, it's 18 pounds. Um, so not super heavy, but not super light and just enough for me to a get a workout in and B get a little bit better at it without having to use this 25 pound, super dense kettlebell. Um, and, and the 25 was super small too. So that was, what was annoying about it is that it's really hard to grab the handle when the handle is tiny and I can barely fit one hand on it. Um, versus this one, which is like a full size, like it's a good competition size kettlebell. And I, when I say competition, I mean like there's seriously competitions for kettlebells. Like they have like a thing at the Arnold where they have kettlebell juggling. So it's, it's a real sport apparently, which is what I've just recently learned. Um, but yeah, great way to work out, great way to acquire a new skill that, that won't actually benefit you that much. Um, but it's kind of disguises fitness. Like it's, you won't really feel like you're working out. You'll feel like you're just having a little bit of fun. So yeah, if you want to jump into that, feel free to jump into that with me. It's, it's super fun and I've enjoyed it a ton so far. So yeah, the next thing I wanted to talk about a little bit was, so there was the triathlon last weekend. I don't know if you listened to the podcast I had, I think it was like my second or third podcast. Um, but I talked about why I was doing a triathlon and it sucks because I didn't do the triathlon. Like all of the reasons were very valid. I really wanted to become more disciplined and to prepare myself. 
Um, but then I just kind of got caught up in the whirlwind of like, Hey, my, my wedding came up. And then, um, after that it was like, okay, I only had like a month and a half to prepare for it, but I just went on my honeymoon. So now it's only five weeks to prepare for it. Um, and then it's like, okay, well I'm going to go running. And it's like, wow, I'm not as good at running as I thought I was. Um, and then I also have to get (laughs) better at biking. And like, if I can't even run four and a half miles straight on my own, how am I going to bike 18 miles before that? And then swim 0.6 miles before that. And so it's like all of these things were so much harder than I was anticipating. And so, um, yeah, ended up coming up on the race weekend. And I'm like, I'm just going to try to switch it to a half marathon and, and see if I can do it. And then we got there and I'm like, I just don't think that's wise. I don't think it's worth hurting myself or overdoing it just to say that I did it when I didn't even do it the way that like it's it's holds so much less value if I didn't take the time to prepare for it. And by the end, I'm not going to be proud of myself. I'm just going to feel like I didn't give up, even though I did give up and then still didn't, didn't do it the way I wanted to. So I decided, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to pick something else that's further away that I have more time to prepare for and that I can actually like really commit to it and and put a lot more focus in it. Um, so I haven't picked that yet, but I, I do like one of the things that came to mind was like, I would love to do a marathon at some point. Um, I don't like I've, I've hated running. And I talked about that in the triathlon when I've hated running for my whole life. I still hit running. I still like two and a half miles is a lot for me to run and I can't do that very consistently. And so what I'd love to do is I love the idea of running. I love the idea of like having that mental solitude and being able to go and just like clear my head and just run. Um, but I've never been able to do that without thinking like, oh, why does my feet hurt so bad? Why are my knees hurting? I can't breathe. I'm still doing it. Like I'm sweating. There's sweat in my eye. Like all this stuff in my mind is just running about all the terrible things about running. Um, And so I would love to get to a place where I can just run and turn my mind off and go, but that takes a lot of commitment to get there. And then I'm also like, I would love to train and like get really strong. And like, that's my focus right now is to get really strong and functional and to be be able to perform better. Um, And so trying to fit those two hand in hand while also like having time to start a business and, and work other jobs and stuff like that. Um, so it's a, it's a big like mental and physical commitment as well as like a scheduling commitment of like, Hey, you're going to have to block out two hours a day to be able to run or an hour a day to run. And then that day you're going to need to keep it open and all this stuff. So it's just like, there's a lot of barriers that I need to jump through, um, before getting that. So, but I do plan on doing that, whether that be a half marathon or a full marathon, I really do want to like do it just so that I can say that I did it and prove to myself that I'm actually capable of doing it without feeling like I'm a trash human being or that I'm, um, just incapable of it. So yeah, I do want to do it and I, I will do a marathon. I think at some point in the next year, I just, it's just a matter of committing to it and getting a good training program. And even maybe I'm writing my own program. Um, and that would be a good resource for me to give out to you guys of like, Hey, if you want to train for a marathon while also trying to keep on all of your muscle and stay fit, then, then this is the way to do it. So I'm going to be working on that and trying to write that myself. Uh, well also, yeah, getting prepared for that and picking a date and a time to do it. So yeah, that's what I've kind of been thinking about. And yeah, like I said, it's a huge bummer that I didn't do the triathlon. I wish I would have, I just felt like I didn't prepare well enough and I didn't want to do it just and hurt myself or, or take a huge risk there. Um, and it was just really good for my wife and I to get some time to just chill that weekend. Nobody else was with us. So it was just really good common, uh, sorry, not common quality time with, with one another. So yeah, that was great. But yeah, let's, uh, let's dive into how, how your regular habits affect your eating. And, and yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. 
there was a time kind of when I was overweight that I would kind of supplement my my lack of security or, or even just my my insecurities um, in general with my bad eating habits. So uh, whenever I was having a bad day um, or whenever I did something that I wasn't proud of or, or something like that or, or I got a bad test score um, or something like that, like if you continue to have those little things, whenever you would have like one specific thing, I used it as an excuse to go eat bad food. So I would say like, hey, if I um, was in a fight with with my my girlfriend or, or my my now wife, uh, but at the time my girlfriend, um, sometimes I would just go like after if it was a late night and the grocery store was still open, I'd be like, well, I already feel like a trash human being, so might as well just go eat four donuts or something like that. Um, and so like if I'm continuing to, to have these like insecurities that are affecting the way that I'm eating, um, then my eating is still going to like feed into my insecurities. So I, I talked about this a little bit on an Instagram post that I posted last week um, of just this kind of vicious cycle of like, hey, I'm insecure about myself. I feel like I'm not living the right life that I want to. I feel like my habits are not in the right place. And I feel like I'm insecure about my own body. Uh, I'm not confident. I don't feel proud of who I am. I look in the mirror and I don't like what I'm seeing in return. Uh, if I'm feeling all those feelings, I, I choose to feel better by eating food. Um, so this isn't necessarily true anymore. Now I think I'm a little bit more aware of uh, my own habits and my own thought processes so that I can actually like see that in my own life. But if you're not seeing that, you're continuing to be like, okay, well, I'm feeling dissatisfied with who I am. And I know that something there's always going to give me satisfaction is this burrito from Taco John's or, or these donuts from this specific place or, or even just like a honey bun from uh, Hostess. And that's a, or Little Debbie. That's that's like something that I did all the time. I would always eat Little Debbie honey buns no matter what. Like I would just those were amazing. Those were my one thing that I was like, I'm going to I'm going to eat all those. Um, and I always got it was it was two for two or something like that. So two dollars for um, two honey buns. And I, it's crazy that I still remember those deals. But, um, if you're always seeing satisfaction from the foods that you're eating, it's going to be really easy for you to supplement or to gain satisfaction from what you're dissatisfied in. And then it's a vicious cycle. If you're not satisfied and then you eat food to feel satisfaction, but then you're dissatisfied because you just ate the food that made you feel satisfied. It's kind of a weird cycle of like, Hey, I'm insecure about my body. Let me just feed my body more crappy foods, even though they're going to make me feel good in the moment. But tomorrow I'm going to feel even more crappy about myself. So I'm going to go back to the food that I felt crappy about in general and what got me here and continue to feed myself. And so those are the little habits that like really kill your body. And, and like that's something that so many people probably deal with, but just are completely unaware of. Um, and it's it's really easy. I mean, for me to like go to Instagram and see somebody that's been fit their whole lives, six pack, jacked, got huge arms, whatever. Um, and they're telling me how to live my life. But I'm like, you don't understand what it's like to walk a day in my shoes. You have no idea what it's like to, to look to food for satisfaction. You were one of those kids that was always an athlete growing up. You had perfect genetics. Your muscles are huge. You always got all these girls, whatever. If you're that type of person, don't tell me how to live my life because you don't know what it's like to to make those decisions. You don't know the discipline that it takes to tell yourself to stop eating food when food is the only thing that you felt um, can give you that satisfaction, make you feel good. 
And so that's something that frustrates me. And that necessarily wasn't necessarily what I was wanting to talk about, but that's something that I feel like is such a huge issue with people is like, Hey, I'm going to listen to these people that are jacked and they don't know what it's like to live in my shoes. So then you, you look for these quick fixes from people that have never had a problem. Um, so that's, yeah, I, that's a great line. I mean, yeah, these people don't have a problem, but they're trying to offer you these quick fixes that, um, aren't quick fixes. They're temporary band-aids that they're going to put over it. And something that I think is really important to do on your fitness journey. Um, this is something I actually wrote like a five day plan to, to kind of go into your weight loss journey with the right mindset. Something I think is really important is not only to address that or the things that are doing that are putting you in the right place, um, or the things that you're doing that are, that got you to where you are now, whether that be overweight or just unhealthy in general or not feeling good, Um, so don't just address the actions, address the like motives. Um, so you need to know like, Hey, to solve this problem, to solve my eating habits, what are the things that are really at the root of it? What's causing me to feel like this? So for me in my own life, like that was, um, I mean, it started off, I mean, just genetically, I wasn't set up. So I had body insecurity issues. I never really felt accepted by everyone else. I always felt kind of alienated. I felt different. Um, I didn't feel confident in who I was, not only as a person, but who I was as like a physical human. So like I wasn't confident in my personality, but I also wasn't confident in what I looked like. Um, and so then I would eat my problems away. But if I would have just been like, Hey, I'm going to stop eating. Um, then those issues would still be there and they would resonate somewhere else in my life. So whether that be like, Hey, I'm going to turn to alcohol or I'm going to turn to drugs or nicotine, whatever. So like if you don't solve the root issue, those same problems, those same insecurities are really going to resonate somewhere else in your life. And these quick quick fixes are just telling you, hey, let's solve the actions. Let's not solve um, the actual roots of it. So it's like putting a Band-Aid over a stab wound. It's like, hey, we're going to we're going to stop the bleeding, but we're not going to fix or repair the the muscles. Um, And so that's like something that I think is a huge issue with people today is like, hey, um, these people don't even know what it's like. They don't even know what the, the pain is. They know how to stop the bleeding because they've never had to deal with the bleeding, but they don't know how to fix the actual root cause because they've never dealt with it. So like I said, that was not what I was planning to talk about. I was planning to talk about how your regular habits kind of affect your eating. Um, but I really do think that the main thing is like, Hey, where do these regular habits come from? Um, and how can I fix them? So yeah, that's something that I think, Uh, When you're going to a weight loss journey, the important thing is to get your mind in the right place. Otherwise, you're going to be punishing yourself. Um, And if you do it from a source of hate instead of love, that's going to be where you're really going to hurt yourself is because um, you can't go at a weight loss journey because you hate yourself. Otherwise, it's not going to work out for you mentally or physically. You're going to get to a point where you're just like killing your body and and taking everything away from it that, that it needs um, just because you're unhappy with what it looks like when it's like, well, let's actually give it the things that it needs. And maybe it needs a cut in calories, but most often it needs the right nutrients to fuel itself, to move and to function. And if you're just taking away everything from it, it's not gonna, not gonna repair itself. It's not gonna respond well because it knows that you're just depriving it. So it's gonna hold on to everything it has. It's gonna not restore or recover or anything like that. Your metabolism is just gonna plummet. Um, so you need to do it from a right standpoint, a right mental space. Otherwise it's just not going to work that the way you're intending it for it to work. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about was like regular habits, obviously. Um, but I, I really do like, I think the mental space is such a big, 
a big factor in, in how we attack weight loss. And I think that's the main thing that, um, people who are providing those quick fixes don't understand is because they've never been in a mental space where they're insecure about themselves. And sure, they, they know how to build muscle. Maybe they know the science behind it, but the science isn't everything. And that's something that I kind of pride myself in as a nutrition coach is like, hey, I understand like most of the science. Like I can simply, like I, the, in simple terms, I can get you from point A to point B. But like, for this to work correctly and for you to end up at point B in a happy place where you can actually sustain your results, you need to take this weird extra journey from point A to point B. It's not a straight line. It's going to be ups and downs. It's going to be hills and valleys, but you're going to come out at point B way like feeling way better about yourself. You're going to be in the right mental space to do so. You're going to be feeling good. Your hormones are going to be hopefully restored. And you're just going to be like in a mental space where you're prepared to live from point B to point C on your own. So, yeah, like I tell a lot of my clients is like, hey, maybe this is only going to be three months. Maybe after three months, you will be like, no, I think I can do it on my own. But my like my goal is and my my heart is that I hope that I've prepared you um, to move on from three months to three years or three months to 10 years that I've provided you with enough resources, enough um, tools and enough education to the point where you can do this on your own and you're confident in it. Um, so yeah, obviously like point A to point B, like anyone can get you from point A to point B, but if you can go to from point B to point C and not back to point A, um, and that's the issue that a lot of people in the fitness space do is they try to get you from point A to point B to say that they gave you the results, but they don't tell you how to keep the results. And so, yeah, and that comes with a lot of like a, a long mental journey. So, so you can only keep the results if you're mentally in the right spot to sustain that. And if you're mentally in still at point A, if you're mentally still hating yourself, if you're mentally still feeling like you're a piece of crap, um, that you don't look good, you're not confident, then you're just going to fall back to point A. It's like that saying like you are, or yeah, you are what they say you are. And so if I'm a really good person, but people are always telling me I'm a trash human being, um, that I'm a thief, that I am a liar, I'm going to start lying and stealing. Like if I'm constantly being told with this. And so that can actually work not only what they say you are, but it's like, hey, you are what you say you are. So if you're telling yourself like, hey, I'm a trash, like I don't look good. I don't feel good. I am overweight. I'm always going to be the little fat kids. Like, well, you are going to be a little fat kid if you just keep telling yourself you're a little fat kid. So <laughs> that sounds silly, but it really like if you're still mentally at point A and all you've done is physically go from point A to point B, you're just going to fall right back to point A. So if you put yourself mentally at point C and then you take your body from point A to point B, this is a lot of letters and I understand, but to me mentally, this makes so much more sense. Um, and this is something that I would like will use. Like I've only thought of this right now, but I will use this as like a way to illustrate like, Hey, this is how we're going to take this journey. Um, so I really do think it's helpful. Put your mind in the long term, put your mind at longevity and sustainability, and then you'll be able to get your body from point A to point B. Um, so yeah, hopefully that's helpful. If not, let me know, or if you have any questions, reach out. Um, but yeah, right now, if you want even free nutrition coaching for 21 days, please feel free to reach out. I would love to provide that for you. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, reach out to me at TS Farner coach on pretty much all social media. Um, or you can go to my website, solomonfarner.com, or you can just email me at solomonfarner1 at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, until next time, I will uh, have, have I will talk to you on Thursday. Hopefully you've either enjoyed a donut or are continuing to enjoy a donut. Um, but yeah, also, last thing, um, last episode, I realized there was a, a ticking through the whole thing. It was like a, I can't remember what they call it. They used it in music, uh, metronome. 
there was a metronome in the whole thing. Uh, it was just brought to my attention yesterday. So I fixed that. So now you can go back and actually listen to that without being driven crazy by it. Um, but yeah, until next time, happy Donut Thursday.